Hello, and welcome to Rolling for Loot. I'm your host, Shakti. And I'm your other host, Hemotep. And this is episode 16. Yay! We're back! Yay! We made it back! We, we did! We fought we, our way from the nether, and here we are. Yay! We, we did. We did. We're, totally we're sorry did. we were gone for so long. We missed you. We missed you. Um, life got in the way. Now we've, we've, we've cleared the, the road now, and we're back, and we're going to try harder <laughs> in the coming weeks and months to not let so much time go before we come out and talk to you guys again. Because we know how much you miss us because we miss you. Group really, yeah, yeah. We're really not stalking our listeners at all. Obviously not because we've been ignoring them for for some time. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. All right. So enough of that. So we're yes, back. We're let's, back. Let's that's, forget that's all that important. uneasiness. And on a side note, I just want to mention that I'm having some technical difficulty with my microphone. So we're trying to work through that. Anybody who knows me in real life knows I don't sit still very well. I'm not very good at that. So I'm efforting very hard to sit very still so as not to create additional sound artifacts for our audio team. Go audio team. Yay. Shout out for the audio team. team. Yay. (laughs) Shakti is the audio team. Yeah. And so anyways. The I in this team. So the I in team. Yeah. That's right. So having said that now, today we're going to be talking about how easy games have been getting uh, or how easy they're not getting. We're also going to do a bit of a preview of Magic 2014 Duels of the Planeswalkers. And then towards the end of our podcast, uh, Shakti's going to do uh, some titles that we're, we're both looking forward to. And we're going to briefly touch on those because obviously they're not out yet. We can't review them if they're not out. Exactly. So. So the first topic we were, we we're going to discuss is how easy the games yes. are getting. Or. Yes. Not, or is it just a perception thing, that sort of thing? The reason why I thought this would be a good topic was a, a couple of things, and I'll touch on the other games coming up. But for the first one, the nearest and dearest to my heart, World of Warcraft. What? No. I know, you I know, I cannot quit it. I cannot get Guilty. rid of that game. Guilty. I have tried. He keeps coming back with flowers, saying, please, take me back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put gated rep in. Uh, I'll change. I really will. <laughs> it, we'll have fun again. We, we could be friends. Love me! <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. That's, I, I know that's what WoW sounds like. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what WoW sounds like. So, needless to say, I cannot quit this game, no matter how hard I try, and I have tried. But... She- you haven't tried that hard. I've tried hard enough. Thank you very much. I'll accept that. Hard enough. Hard enough. Anyway, the reason why this came up in my little brain was because I ran LFR, which probably, you know, is the reason why we broke up in the first place. Yeah, but, that's why my relationship was on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Just so, saying. LFR, as any WoW player will tell you, LFR is a, such a special snowflake. It's so much fun oh, and oh, such a hurtful thing yes. all at the same time. The passive-aggressive, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got the reason uh, what happened was I have am normally playing a mage, not always top DPS, but I'm, you know. Trying to be. Trying to be, and I'm usually on the top half of the meters without too much difficulty. So I log in and I go to the first boss and we wipe and I'm 
I have to scroll through my recount to try and find me. I'm like way on the bottom. Now, this is after I had been away from the tank. <laughs> right. Um, actually, I didn't beat the tank, as a matter of fact. Anyway, we'll talk about that another, another right. time. That's another thing. Okay. Ailey tanks. Curse you. Anyway. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> no, I'm, back. I'm, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, I got kicked for low DPS. Shakti hates, hates getting kicked for anything, but especially yeah, me. for low DPS. Do you know DPS. who I am? I'm a mage. The Flame Master. <laughs> anyway, so... Cheesy 80s movie right there. I, I know that's what that was. Anyway, my frustration oh. actually was because I had been away from the game for about three weeks or so. Three and days. in that time, my eye level, obviously, hadn't changed. I was still sitting at, I think... Just right around 500, right above 500, something like that. Yeah, we won't discuss where Hematep is right now. Yeah, okay, that's not the problem here. <laughs> so, in this raid, however, the average eye level was well above where I'm sitting, and I'm guessing probably 20 points above where I was sitting. And it made a massive difference in the DPS. And so, I'm curious. Has the game all of a sudden in just three weeks where you can gear up to be end game contact content ready, has it gotten so easy for a player who can just ding, run a few heroics, get into the LFRs, and gear themselves out that fast? Like, what, what's the deal with this? Why does it seem so easy at this point? Just that just a few weeks would make such a big difference. Does that make sense? I feel like your, I'm rambling. Your, your statement makes sense. Yeah, rambling. No, you're actually fairly focused. Um, we're only on release live on 5.3 still, right? 5.4 still on the PTR. Right. Okay. I was, uh, I don't want to say in preparation for this topic because you know me, I don't prepare for these topics. Nope. Uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> um, but I was reading about uh, some of the changes that are currently going on on 5.4 on the PTR. And uh, one of the statements made by the Blue Post was, you can now ding 90 and gear to 520 without any issue at all. It's like a weak process, maybe. And, uh, uh, you know, quick momentary confession so everybody knows where I'm coming from. I quit playing World of Warcraft. Basically, I quit playing just before Christmas of last year. Count them out, ladies and gentlemen. That's seven and a half months. That's quitting. Shakti, I just want that. To say. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, the two biggest reasons that I quit the game, and I haven't even logged into the game since January of this year, but the two biggest reasons, one, was the gated rep. I have to grind rep with seven factions so that I can grind the rep with the eighth faction, which is the only one I want, so that I can get a pair of gloves that I'm going to use once, get into a get into a raid, and replace right away. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's a great big old yeah. steaming pile of bovine scatology, and I'm not interested in doing that. Which they've now taken out. Which they've now taken out, yeah. yes. And then the second biggest problem for me was I don't want to do the minutia. Yeah. I just want a raid. And when I stopped playing Raiding was not available because you had to grind rep, you had to get the gear, you couldn't get the gear through LFR because I couldn't get into half of the LFR, my gear score wasn't high enough. Our guild was not raiding, we were going through 
a lot of guilds were going through a very tumultuous time with personnel. It was Christmas time. Nobody wants to rep shut casual down a and gated rep shut yeah. it all yeah. down yeah. permanently in some cases. Yeah. Now we took a huge hit because of that. Yep, we we really did. Yeah. Uh, now I want to point out that Shakti has been making single-handedly huge strides to try and bring the guild back together. No, 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 not single-handedly. No, 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 no. You're the one who initiated the memo or the message on the board. Yeah, no, no, it's not just me. There's, there's, we had a bunch. The voice of the call that did it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody wants to. Yeah. We we've known that. Everybody wants to. I want to raid. Yeah. I don't want to grind rep. I don't want to sit in. Pandaria somewhere astride my flying useless mount, waiting for that one thing to spawn that I can swoop down and hope I tag before 37 other people swoop down and tag it, before I get tagged and killed. That, I just, I'm not, I just can't, I can't do that anymore. And I don't have the $250 it's going to require for me to move all my raiding tunes <laughs> off of my main, off of Dark Spear. So, you know, we're, I'm right back at square one. I'm, I'm right back to, to just not playing anymore. But I, I have said I've said since, basically since Christmas, if they make these changes to the game, and now they have, and if the rating begins again, and we might be in danger of doing that. It's getting close. It's scary. getting close. <laughs> that, uh, you know, I, I will log in. I'll put the time in, and I will get the gear, because yeah. Imhotep's gear score is <coughs> 471. <coughs> yeah, and it, and now, I mean, I'm, I just dinged, I think, 20 hours of gameplay for a brand new 90 and I'm already geared for rating on a brand new freaking 90 and it shouldn't I'm, I'm just of the mind yeah LFR rating which I mean at this point it's that's the same as MSV right at the start right the first raid for Pandaria yeah well yeah I don't know like I said I can still recall when if you could find the entrance to the raid you could raid yeah well pretty like much that was that was it uh, are you we'll naked? have the discussion oh. about how gear score broke the game another time oh we've had that discussion <laughs> don't get me started on <laughs> but my it's question is now like it's that is a hot topic the problem is that it seems like at the beginning of Catac or cataclysm pandaria it was so hard to do anything in this game. And now, all of a sudden, in just a couple of weeks, just a few weeks, you could be end game rating. And it just seems to me like, where's that happy meeting? Is this getting... Part of Pandaria, it was really easy to level new tunes. Yes. Up to, say, Wrath content, up to Kata content. And then from there, it was the same as it had been before, leveling through that content. I think that what's happened now is, now that pretty much everybody that's going to level new tunes is leveled, all the people that were sitting with 90s that can't get geared have been shaking their fist at Blizz saying, come on, Blizz, we want to raid. Rather than tune all the all the raids down and make the raids easier, they've gone the other way and made the gear easier to get. They've removed gated rep. Uh, again, my info is coming from 5.4. I haven't been in-game to see how it is in-game. I know that Shakti has some other comments about that, but Things like you can get the 522 Valor gear. On 5.4 right now, some of the Valor gear, the costs have been reduced by an average of 34% across the board. Yeah. Other Valor gear is available for justice points, um, and they've reduced the costs for all of the gear from all the vendors, and they've removed, uh, in some cases from some factions, all reputation requirements. And on other factions, they've lowered the reputation requirement by one category. So if it was revered, now it's only honored. The exception to that being things 
that were vanity items, tabards, mounts, pets, that required exalted, you still need to be exalted to get those. So it'll be even easier to get the current gear. So now, in with... 5.4, it's going to be even easier across the board for everybody. You're going to be able to ding Friday morning, ding 90, and Saturday afternoon, if you put <laughs> the time into it, you're going to be raiding Mogashun Volts with your guild and passing on loot because you've already got better. Yeah, I don't know about the next day, but anyway, it'll be I, it'll be easier to get the same pieces. I see, yeah, I easily see it. Like but that, that being said, the raid of Orgrimmar is going to be the new raid, and I imagine there's going to be new gear coming in oh, for that with all the new it, numbers and whatnot. Is there a new tier of gear coming out? Or? I imagine there will be. I can't see them introducing a new raid without a new tier. We're on, what, tier 16 or something now, right? Tier 29? Eleven billion. I don't know. It's like, it's like a Rocky movie. It just, it just. <laughs> it's just. There's so many different tiers. All. Of oh, it. I, I pick on Rocky because why not? Uh, anyways, I, I'm of the mind. I agree with Shakti. I'm of the mind that it's, it's gone. The pendulum has swung the entire other way, where we were. Everybody was so stunted. It was so frustrating. It was so um, difficult for a casual player to remain a casual player and get the gear that we we need in order to be effective in a raid. These raids are not easy. This is not like, uh, um, you know, the Burning Crusade raids where if nine people knew what they were doing and one person didn't, you could still pull it off, even if you didn't have all the best raid-geared people. Uh, Wrath, I think, again, and how many times listeners have, have shocked you and I harped on that one? Wrath was the best X-Pack. It was the best X-Pack. ICC, you were prepared for ICC by running five-man heroic dungeons. And you ran the heroic dungeons until you got the gear you needed. And that was it. That's how you did it. You got your justice points that way. You got your... your. Uh, did they have Valor? Not Valor. Um, uh, they weren't even called justice points. It was something else. There were two different ones. They changed the names of them. It's the same thing, anyway. It was the same idea. Anyway, yeah. you had the points... You spent your points, you spent your tokens, you ground your faction while you were raiding anyways, which is the way it should be. This this raid is ICC, so I'm gaining rep with the ICC faction, and now it's like you put on a tabard, you can gain rep with whoever you want. Uh, how is that? I don't know. Like I said, I, it's just so much easier now to get everything. And uh, You know what? I'm, I'm afraid of harping too much on this topic because to me it almost feels like we're saying well you know back in the days of vanilla when we had to walk uphill both ways carrying a bucket of water deep in the snow blah 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 darn kids don't know how easy they have it these days you know i realize that there has to be eight months ago it was impossible to get (laughs) these things done and now children can do it we have to kind of go with the evolution of the game but at the same time it's almost like can we Please just figure this out. Well, you know, raiders would like a challenge. Yes, we want to be able to go in but the and figure it out. The challenge, right? The problem is that right now the challenge is getting the gear for the raid, or the the challenge up until not anymore. Very recently, <laughs> yeah, the challenge until very recently has been getting the gear. I don't want to spend all my time keeping track of who I have to get rep and what levels with, or where this particular rare spawn is, so that I can get a best in slot item. That was the whole point of successfully completing a raid, was so that when you down that boss, there's your best-in-slot item. That element seems to have been completely removed, or at least they've missed the boat on it, 
thus far in the game. If they, if, you think if, there's maybe too many middle midpoints, too many little little steps, baby steps. We've baby stepped our way all the way up. <laughs> we're we're doing the baby cha cha here. I don't want to. I, I want to see a, a. I want to see a difference between heroic dungeon geared tunes and you know. Uh, standard 10-man, 25-man dungeon, uh, correction, raid geared tunes, and heroic raid geared tunes. There should be a distinct difference between them. And when you're, when you're replacing your gear to get to that next level, that's where you're in that crossover. And I, I just feel like, and this is not a new thing, I know that others have heard me harp on this before, is that there seems to be so many players out there who feel that if they're not already wearing gear that would be equal to the gear that drops in the raid, then they're not properly geared for that raid, which begs the question, if you're already wearing gear that's equal to the gear in the raid, why the heck are you running yeah, that raid? I don't agree with that Where's at all. Incentive? Yeah, You need to be under geared to get into the raid so that the raid is the challenge. That's right. I think that if Blizz loves their little numbers so much, maybe they should implement something like a gear level cap. You want to run, like, for example, LFR. And the same way they do it right now. I can put gear in my bags and get credit for the gear that I'm wearing, and they should have a maximum level of gear that I can wear as well. So nobody above the level of 500 so nobody can get above into the well, lower I mean, level rates. A number, whatever, yeah. whatever number yeah. was. Like I said, right now it's so easy to get to a 520 gear level that capping it at 510 might seem a little a little unnecessary, right? We, we Again, I don't want to limit players from the enjoyment of raiding. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't want to spend my entire raiding career on looking for retards. Uh, sorry, looking for raids. I want to raid with my guild, with my uh, online friends and my real-life friends. I want to learn the strategies. I want to feel that sense of, wahoo, we did it. It took us 947 tries, but darn it, we did it. <laughs> You know, we're we're only eleven days away from the next X pack, but there it is. We got it. We, yeah, we found exactly. the first boss. Let's let's call it a day and have a beer. I, I'm sorry, that's 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 the whole thing. And when I think about the old days, quote unquote, I don't think about vanilla was the best version of WoW. I don't. I never felt that way. Vanilla was good for what it was. Burning Crusade was good for what it was. If you compare the various expansion packs to each other. Based on which one is better, it's always going to be subjective. I think what happened here was they they had such a reaction from the player base because of what they thought was a good idea. I know before this came out, they were talking about they have so much additional content for max level characters because that's the big complaint a lot of casual players have. is Once they get to 90, there's nothing to do. If you don't raid or you don't PvP... What do you do? And Mist was supposed to address that, quote-unquote. I just think that they had the wrong execution of the right idea. They wanted to create things that made it desirable to play. So if you want to grind rep, you can go and grind rep. And having done that, putting that time and energy in, you get a little bobble at the end. I think that's great incentive. I know you like to collect mounts and pets. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. They don't impress me that much. Like, I, I just, you know what, I have a couple of nice, cool pets. There's some that I, uh, uh, mounts, and there's some mounts that I really like to have. Can we say, uh, flying bone dragon? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
that I don't have, and I can't get by myself. There's, I, there's no way I can go out and get that amount by myself. I can't do it. It's a rate achievement, and that's what it should be, a reward for accomplishing a 10 or 25 man, not LFR, rate. I like what they did with Mist with the ability to do um, your uh, your uh, legendary quest line in LFR. I think mm-hmm. that's a good idea because a lot of casual players won't any other way, won't have the option to get the, the legendaries that way. So it's something that brings more players in, gets them available, gets them excited about the possibilities. But again, we have to balance out making things available to everybody versus making it available with a marginal amount of effort rather than slitting your wrists every week because you have to grind rep with a faction that you don't want anything to do with. It's a fine line. You can't please everybody. And unfortunately, it's it's one of those things that we'll just have to wait and see what else they come up with. Who knows? Maybe they'll get it right before the game dies. No. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next game. I'm going on a lid and I'm going to say no. They'll never balance the game. It's too big. It's too ginormous. There's too many players. All right. And other games. people. That's Go, that. Other games. Okay, so the other game. Support this theory. <laughs> okay, so E3 was last month? Uh, yeah. Month and a half ago, Four, something like ago, that? Six weeks ago, I think. Anyway, and in, in the midst of E3, X1 was launched, and they launched. They announced a game that's going to be um, one of the games featured for the X1, which is Rise, Son of Rome. And I haven't actually played the game, obviously, because it's not out yet, but I was reading a few reviews on this game. And we don't have an X1. And we don't have an X1, because it's not out yet. Um, It's 500 bucks. And we won't have an X1, because it's It's not out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I won't Another Microsoft product. Yay. Yeah. I'm loving Microsoft today, ladies and gentlemen. Loving Microsoft today, let me tell you. All right. Anyway, Lies, Son of Rome. This is the game that they were... um, Showing, showcasing the X1 with. And uh, a lot of the reviews came back to the exact same topic, which is their um, quick time event bit that they've included yes. in this game. What quick time event is, if you've ever played God of War or any game similar to that, when you're doing a boss fight, it'll pause the screen somewhat, like mid-fight, and it'll show you a special move that you can do to... Uh, do extra damage to the boss, a critical hit, or a finishing move to Sometimes the boss. a necessary element to finishing the fight. Right, and For I know, example, I know in God of War you had to get that move down before you could even... It'll pop, it'll show the, the circle button or the square button or the triangle button, yeah. and you've got to hit it when you see it, and then it'll do another move, and then you do that sequentially enough times, and then it progresses to the next level right. of the fight. Yeah. So this particular game has this for just about every fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the gotcha with these are that they do the boss moves for you. You can let go of your controller, and it'll still count it as a successful hit. Yeah, you'll still kill the boss. You'll still kill the boss. So it's essentially in the game for you. And yeah. one of the reviews I was reading, the guy said he, he thought this may might have been a bug and he mentioned it to the developer people who were standing there next to him as he played at E3. And um, they said, nope, this is by design. We don't want the players to feel like this game is too hard. So instead, they're just going to play the game for you. You hold the controller, we'll take care of everything else. So here's Microsoft's latest serving of video game pablum. <laughs> Drink the whole bottle down and then go to bed. Do you think this is a trend 
coming up, or is this just another mistake? I don't know. I, there's been a couple of other games um, that have had that same, uh, I don't want to say it's not a fine line. It's not really a fine line. It's like a blunt instrument, baseball bat to the face kind of stupid. And then by contrast now, recently played Assassin's Creed 2 for two hours and then got the intro credit. What the hell? What? That, that I'm sorry, but what? That made my head hurt. It's like mind equals blown. That just that means was, there's a lot of gameplay there. There was a enjoy. lot of gameplay in there. It was overwhelming. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I want it to fight for me. It's too hard. Uh, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> I, I really am enjoying that game. I realize it's really old, but I'll do a review later. But uh, I, I think that we've seen a, a lot of games with a lot of, I don't say a lot of demos, but there's been a few demos out recently. We're going to talk about one in just a second that it seems like, yeah, they've really dumbed everything down. And I, I want to say it's like devil's advocate. Part of me. Well, I want to say it's good because it allows new players who've never gamed before at all. They can get into a game and play a game without being overwhelmed by complexity and frustration. Ah, uh, okay. And then after 11 Losers. seconds, when they've mastered those things, yeah. <laughs> don't listen to her. She's serious. <laughs> uh, after the 11 seconds have passed and you've mastered all those ba- basic abilities, now you're bored out of your brain and all you're doing is wondering why you spent 60 bucks on a game that you friggin' hate. So, yeah, I... I and all I, you're doing is bad-mouthing gamers because what the hell do they do all day? Sit on their duff and hold their controller. And they all play older games because they challenge you. Ha! I went there. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Free snaps and chips. So I don't know if this is a trend that they're going to be continuing on oh, for future not. games. but Leave online. There is nothing simple about that game. I can tell you right now that if that kind of thing continues on with future games, I won't be playing. I won't, I'm not even interested in this game you at all. You know what's going to happen. I, I have it. I know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to have – it's going to be like the 80s for gaming. The 80s for the gaming. 80s has Please the best explain music. this. The 80s has the best music. Nothing that's been released in the last 10 years is as good as anything, well, most things, from the 80s. And we're getting into a, an era of gaming that is going to have that same problem. The games of the last the last year notwithstanding, say the games in the last four or five years, some of these games have been friggin' epic. We've had such amazing games. Some of them, very simple, have taken off and been practically viral. Minecraft, anybody? And what we're seeing is these other games are getting super simple, super easy, and they're driving away gamers. And then we wind up with moving away from those new games and just keep playing the same old games until they've been around for 25 years. And we're doing the same thing with the 80s that that we're doing with the 80s. We're doing that 80s thing. Retro. That's my thought. Okay. okay, we'll let you have that thought. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one who has that thought right now. I think I'm lucky to hear that you have a thought Hey. right now. Hey. There's at least one floating in there. If I shake too hard, it'll make the chair squeak, and I don't want to create problems for the audio team. The other, the other game that kind of supported my thinking was maybe that games are getting too easy was Magic the Gathering. The original, the actual card 
playing game. Or a because, card game by Wizards of the Coast. Right. I played a game s- sitting across the table from you and a few other people. Yes, for the first I time. play magic. What of it? Can I finish? I'm sorry. I'm just... Thank you, know, you. Sidebar. For the first time in, what, 15 years, I actually had a deck in my hand and was yes. playing this game? Yes. Um, the game has changed in 15 years, let me tell you. More than somewhat. Quite a bit. It just seems to me, and this is just, you know, looking at the cards that were in my hand that I didn't understand because, oh my god, they all have different new abilities that are just insane. The new cards against old cards, you just get stumped. There's no point in playing the old cards anymore. What is the what is the well, deal? So the new yeah. cards coming out, it seems like they're bigger, they're cheaper. They have faster abilities. First of all, let's do a quick rundown on what you mean by when you say cheaper. This is not a cost issue. This is a casting issue. Casting cost issue. Casting cost issue. Yes, yes. No, no, I don't mean dollar value cheaper. That's not what I mean at all. I Um, just wanted to interrupt that. that We're we're not talking about how you can acquire cards for fewer dollars. Yeah. Um, The actual casting cost. The actual casting cost in the game. I I have some thoughts. Please continue. To expand on that casting cost, if you if you don't play Magic, what happens is you have your mana pool, which you build up, and you use that mana pool to cast your creatures and your, your spells and that sort of thing. Um, and the older cards required, it seems like, a lot more mana than the newer cards. And the newer cards do a lot more damage and have a lot cooler abilities than the older cards. And it seems like... Um, you almost have to buy the new cards. You have to stay on top of the game and have the latest and greatest in order to be competitive in the game. And I don't know if that's but I think that too easy or to cater to I, new players or what? Like, it just, I, is it a natural evolution of the game? I don't know. Does it make the game easier though? Does it force people to spend I mean, money and buy new When I was at my height playing Magic the Gathering, the card game, the collectible card game, um, there were maybe 2,000 cards in print from beginning to when I was playing, and that was a span of, God, like, what, seven or eight, six or seven years of Magic the Gathering. And in the 10 years, 15 years since then, they've ballooned out to 28,000 cards in the entire collection and growing. They they add between 300 and 500 new cards every year, not counting cards they reprint from previous uh, releases. Are they making it easier to play? Yes, the game is far easier to learn now, in my opinion, than it was even, say, 10 years ago. Is it more complex the deeper you go into the game? Hells yes. Uh... Just addressing a couple of the points, the cards from the past were very, uh, I want to say generic. For a certain amount of casting cost, you could destroy all the creatures on the table. Boom, they're all gone. For less cost now, you can destroy specific types of creatures. Destroy all soldiers, destroy all slivers, destroy all heroes, destroy all legends, whatever. So, it's become a little bit more specific, which gives the players a lot more variable deck creation. I can make a basic deck that makes a whole bunch of really little creatures that individually don't amount to much, but when they come swarming across the table at my opponent, he 
screams like a girl and runs away. That basic premise hasn't changed. The, the, the style of play is still basically the same. But we have such a wide variety of cards, and I would say that right now the challenge with this game is not that it's too, uh, that it's too simple, that it's oversimplified. I think it's, they've gone too far. They've made it so complicated. You have to be online with the rules errata for the game so that you can have a clear idea of how the game is supposed to resolve when you play this new game. If you just grabbed, you know, a bunch of cards and you sat down with some friends to play cards, this is not like, you know, Euchre or <laughs> or Cribbage. You're not going to sit down and not have an argument about these cards. And I think that that also is part of the problem with gaming. Is It's that whole pendulum. They've either gone really, really, really one way or really, really, really the other way. And Magic seems to have gone in the way of overly complex, overly complicated. What was enjoyable about the game when it first came out was the fact that it was fairly simple. You could pick up a deck of cards, you could play the game, and within a 25 or 30 minute span, you knew what you were doing. It might take you weeks to really get good at the game, to start to see how things all work together, but within a you know within a couple of weeks you were a seasoned player really you know i mean we're not talking upper echelons of gameplay here but you know you were a seasoned player now holy crap like it's it's like a whole different uh it's a whole different mindset now so uh, the the simplicity of the game they've taken a lot of overlapping ideas and they've streamlined them into single ideas so rather than having nine or ten different types of cards in the game, they've got five. That's it. Boom. Five cards. But they've got 28,000 different types of cards different from each other that all come into one of these five or six different categories. So, it's like they've got both ways now, right? They've got it where you've got you've got blended cards, cards that require two colors, cards that can be used with alternating colors, so I can cast a spell. I can have a, a, a the five colors in Magic are uh, white, blue, black, red, and green. And as Shakti was saying in the old days, it seemed like your cards were all one green and and four other any other colors, and which is called colorless. At, or you know one uh, two black and two green and two other colorless, and you had a small effect that would happen. And now you have either one blue or one white and any two and your uh, any other two cards, and you're getting the same effect. I think that actually makes it more challenging than the other way. And uh, may, that may just be because I, I mean, I still love the game. I didn't really appreciate how much I loved the game until the friends um, at the game club that I'm with now um, brought me back into the game and got me playing again. Since then, I, I just I love the game. I love its complexity. I love its challenge. I love the collection part of it. I love opening a pack and finding that mythic rare and going, oh my god, that's worth like two whole dollars. Uh, that's like a big deal. Uh, <laughs> and it, and. It, it, I think that the game is simple enough um, that, you know, it, it can attract a whole new generation of players. 
and that's a good thing. And uh, it's a game that can evolve as your uh, if you were a brand new player coming into the game without the the prior knowledge of the way it used to run, then you're not going to know how much uh, how different it is. Very similar to World of Warcraft. If you're a first time WoW player right now, you don't have a a Burning Crusade comparison or a Lich King comparison or a vanilla comparison. So you don't really know how much easier or more difficult it is. So you hear everybody else talk about that and you try and assimilate that to what you're doing, but you you just you really can't make the leap and magic is a lot like that. It's a card game. And at its simplest uh it's simply a card game. And it's no more complicated than that. You 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 put cards into play, you make things happen, you win. It, that's it, right? So, does it get more complicated the better you understand the game? Yes, that's what its appeal is. Okay, so you don't think it's getting harder or easier? No, I like I said, I think that it's getting far more challenging. Out of the gate, the curve goes. The learning curve is is a much narrower at the start, and then just mm-hmm. shoots skyrocketing straight up at mm-hmm. the end. Now, or wow, it's like a little inverse bubble. It's like I just want to say that it to me seemed like the game was trying to become easier for the players and all that fun stuff, and I still lost. Got my rear end handed to me multiple times. Yeah, but it's... In plain, but still, I'm just, you know... So but that was also not. <laughs> because we were playing... The night in question here, we had some of the players from my game club that came over, and we all played, and they are playing decks that they've been working on and fine-tuning for a couple of years. It just seems like there's subcards out there that are like, Oh, like, let's just call the game they're, right they're, freaking now, because the minute you get that out... Oh, you want them. And that's what they're trying to do. They're playing decks that they are very familiar with. This is what I meant. This is the kind of thing that, if you played the same deck as often as they had played it, you would be able to hover your hand over the deck and go, yes, I need this card. You could look at the table, look at the way the other players are, are sitting, see where they're at, and go, oh, yeah, hover... And I need that card. And if I could get this card plus this card in the next two turns, I can win. Boom. But you're playing from a position of not familiar with the new rules, not familiar with the cards that are in your hand or in your deck. And, in fairness, you're not really, you were never really an avid Magic the Gathering player. You enjoyed playing it. It was a social event for you, but you were never really an avid player. Mm -hmm. But you're ultra competitive, so your competitiveness... You are ultra-competitive. Notice you didn't deny it. Yeah. You are ultra-competitive. So while it's a casual game, you're enjoying the casual game. The minute you're on the verge of being eliminated, your competitiveness steps up, (laughs) and you start to find frustration in your lack of comprehension. Not comprehension, but your lack of experience. So that's, I think, where you're dealing with that. We'd love to have you weigh in on this topic. Let us know what you think. Cite our own examples. Tell us we're full of crap. Whatever. Other games that are that are getting stupidly easy or ridiculously we, difficult. Yep. Let us know. We'd we're love to hear from. It. Hear that. Why so, don't we move on? All right. Our second topic is uh, Magic 2014. Funny, we were just talking about something like this. Magic 2014: Duels of the Planeswalkers. Um, I like it. Okay. Quickly, it's basically Magic: The Gathering, the collectible card game, brought to your PC. Now, this is the I believe this is the fourth year or fifth year that they've had Magic the Gathering, Duels of the Planeswalkers, 
in this format with a multiplayer option and and uh, on the computer. Now, I purchased mine through Steam. A little plug for Steam. I love Steam now. I, I didn't always. We didn't get along. But um, now we do. Uh, I like the game. I, I, there's features to 2014 that weren't present in 2013 or 2012. I haven't played older versions than 2012, but I have played 2012, 2013, and now 2014. And my pro-con list, there's a couple of items on both sides. But overall, I like the game. Uh, First of all, graphics are fantastic. It's a beautiful game, very visual. It has a great story element to it, and it tells you the story sort of as you go along. Uh, There's an option to construct your own decks. Um in uh, the draft section, so you can, if you've never done drafting, if you're not familiar with collectible card gaming of any sort, drafting is where you take a sealed booster pack, and you crack it open, and you go, ooh, ah, a mythic, or you hope you do, anyways, and you take anywhere from three to six booster packs, and from these, you build a little deck. Uh, the, The specifics on the type of deck that you make and everything vary from game to game, and from style style but the point is is that you start with the same type of randomly generated decks and you make a deck out of that and this game for the first time ever 2014 includes that in the game you can randomly open booster packs and you get to have the sensation of ooh look i got that really cool card and it's it's pretty cool to do that can you still can you play your own decks in there you I, see now that's the that's the con. You still I still can't grab my decks that I have. I am currently sitting at my desk and I am surrounded by about about a lot. seventeen or eighteen hundred cards I could touch right now with like hands and elbows. Um, and so far, no. You, it, that that there is another uh, another uh, product from Wizards of the Coast that actually does allow you to build your very own deck from your very own cards and then play it online against other players. I have yet to to do that. I thought that was part of the feature for this one. No, no. The the build your own deck feature is drafting. Sealed deck tournament uh. and sealed booster tournament drafting. And that's it. That's what that's your building your own deck. Um, still better than it was. Still not as good as I'd like it to be. But now that I know there is another product that actually does that, you may be hearing about that in future. Um, It'd be nice if they could integrate the two into one, so that people are. I don't doing think this you'll twice. ever see that. I don't think you'll ever see that. Uh, uh, as it's commonly referred to, D14, M14. Generally, if you see M14 or hear M14, refers to the actual collectible card game version of Magic 2014. Uh, D14, Delta 14, refers to the PC version of the game, Duels of the Planeswalkers. So um, I don't think we're going to see Magic Online blended with D14 anytime soon, and I'll tell you the reason is Magic Online is exclusively an online game. It's only online. There is no single-player element. And uh, D14 is, first and foremost, a single-player game. It does have multiplayer options, but those are targeted multiplayer options. And what I mean by that is I only play people I know. That's it. It does allow you the option to just go on the Internet, I think, and play randomly. I'm not sure that I would want to do that. However, it does support that within the context of the game. So they they actually, while blending them together, would 
seemed to satisfy everybody, it would just create one big product that would still be divided between two different groups that probably don't have a lot of crossover. Hmm. So, regardless, it's still not a place to play test your cards, your decks. No, you, you, there is no way to, to like, I have real-life decks that I would love to see online that I would like to play with or fine-tune and digitally play, which which is really what I'm looking for. And uh, D14 doesn't support that at this time. Will it in the future? Probably not. I would say that it's not likely just given the type of game that it is. Um, it is still, despite that, this is still an improvement over uh, D13, uh, because, like I said, D13 didn't include this as an option. And in Magic Online, there is no sealed tech, uh, sealed boosters, draft option at all. I mean, that's just not an option. You have to build the deck from the cards that you own or that you purchase. And this game, you have access to all the game cards, but they're just jumbled up randomly in these little booster packs. So that's pretty cool. It, it feels like you're actually playing a game. And right now, we're at this particular moment recording. Tomorrow, I'm going to be going to the M14 pre-release uh, event. And I'm going to be competing in a booster draft tournament. And I'm very excited about doing that. Uh, so next, next podcast that we do, I'll bring you some info and some highlights on that. But anyways, playing this game is really as close to doing an actual draft uh, as as you can get without leaving your house, which is pretty cool. So uh, it it really for like I say for the first time it really feels like you're really playing your own deck because you get the draft, you get to pick the cards you like, you get to do it, and you win or you lose, it's it's up to you. So that's really kind of cool. Now, does it supply you with say because um, obviously in boosters you're not going to get the kind of mana that you're going to want. Etc. Does that provide it to you? You just need to go ahead and you just add them. Grab to the, the rest. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and that's the way that it will traditionally work in a tournament environment. In a live game, mm-hmm. is you'll open your boosters and then the tournament director or you will bring land yourself. I myself will be bringing land when I go, but the um, tournament directors will. Uh, the tournament will usually provide basic land because that's all you're allowed to get in a draft tournament is basic land and uh, add that to your deck. And uh, most tournaments uh, that are doing booster draft are 40-card decks, so your total number of cards in your deck is limited to 40. Um, And then without getting into a lot of the strategy and stuff involved in all of that, uh, you build your deck around that number. 40 is your number. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to want to have 23 or 24 cards that are not land and then 16 or 17 cards that are land. And that seems to be about your optimum blend. Now, obviously, as you get more experienced and as you get the right set of cards and everything else, those numbers can change dynamically. But that's your rule of thumb. So um, it's... Um, even though it does feel like that the interface in the game for creating your own deck is, in my in my opinion, anyways, it's a little clunky. Um, there's no um, customizable sort option. Like, I can't sort by creatures that cost a converted mana cost of four. I can search by color. I can search by type. I can search by rarity. Uh, but I, 
when I'm building a deck, I usually build it around a theme, and it doesn't give me that customizable option. So I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really pleased with that. And also, in the campaign play, uh, when you uh, you start with a basic deck that's provided for you, and as you play through the game, you unlock new cards and and additional decks that you can customize in the game. And that also I found a little clunky, a little clumsy. Uh, the customized interface to to add and subtract cards. It's just, it's just, it's not the way I would like to see it. I couldn't do it any better because you know that's I just couldn't do it any better. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's it's a good game, uh, and for the price, I don't know if it's still the same price, but I bought it on Steam for ten dollars, and uh, for ten dollars, wow, what a great game! You you really if you if you like magic or Here's the thing. If you were a magic player back in the day, uh, if, if I say that, uh, I played right up until Mercadian Masks, and you know what I'm talking about, then you should probably spend the 10 bucks and buy M4, uh, <laughs> uh, D14 because it's a great game. Alright. So. Cool. I've, myself, I've played the, um, demo a little bit, and I only just unlocked the actual campaign game. I just got through the tutorial, the very slow, Tutorial, which they then completely ignore, and you fight the final boss of the tutorial, and it gives you all the same instructions all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So dumbed it down for really dumbed it down. Yeah, However, but I that will, was just the demo, and that's just the tutorial. So, you know. but I will point out, I don't know on the demo if you can skip it, but in the Real game, if you just click on that boss, you can skip that whole tutorial and go right into the game if you beat the boss. And in beating that first boss, Chandra by name, you get to uh, unlock an additional deck. So that's that's pretty handy. All right. So, so yeah, check it out. I mean, 10 bucks. how can you go wrong? Well, I'll tell you what, a starter deck in real life is $15 yep. if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. So $10 and you have... Reusable cards that'll never fade. You never have to worry about spilling coffee on them or dropping one in a toilet. Uh, not that I've ever done that. I'm just, I'm just, that's just what, you know. Why do you want to bring your cards? Why do you have them in the Well, maybe I, you're, I don't know, you're admiring your new rare Mox Pearl and your. Well, she just dropped into the you toilet. You just dropped it in the toilet. I don't know what you were doing there with it. Brand don't take the Mox down Pearl the, the toilet. toilet. So, today's safety note, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, don't, keep your cards away from the bathroom. Keep your That's cards gross, out of the guys. bathroom. <laughs> anyway, let's move no on. magic in the bathroom. Okay. You know we've... we've Next topic, deciduous trees. What are they? Where do we get one? We've totally uh, digressed down to lowest common denominator. We're back to there. toilet humor. We're back to really toilet humor. We really are. Here's some titles you might be interested in coming out <laughs> in the next couple Thank of months. Thank you. Saved us. Civ 5 is out. I thought Civ 5 was... I thought Civ 5 was out a while ago. It was out on the 9th. So, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Civ 5. I thought Civ 5 was already out well, some it, time ago. It I might mean, be my... Is, there a, is it like an expansion pack for Civ 5? Maybe I misread that. I don't know. It's been a while since I've played Civ. It's one of those games that I know that I could probably pick up again in a heartbeat and... Love. Yeah, Civ 5 was released in September of 2010. Well, what am I talking about, Civ 5? My uh, notes no, are wrong. I, Ignore I Civ 5, then. Someone correct me. Whatever. Okay, so who out there knows what she's talking about? Because I, 
I don't know. Uh, expansion pack, Civ Five: Brave New World was announced, uh, which is supposed to be released on the 9th of July in North America and 12th of oh, July. That's in the rest what I of the saw. World. I just read maybe that maybe that's what you're talking about. The, the expansion pack. Okay, so. So there we are. Saints Row. What is that? Four. Saints Row IV. Four. Yes, four. IV is Saints four. Saints Row Four. That's coming out August 20th. And I'm looking forward to that. I like Saints Row. Final Fantasy, eleven hundred million and seven. Uh, six. Eleven hundred million and six. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what number that is. XIV. Fourteen. 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 Fourteen Final Fantasies, people. For like, could we Fourteen. just finally get to the final one and then be done with it? Can they just kill a boss Either or save a princess? Final. Almost Final Fantasy. <laughs> Definitely not Final. Five. Final Fantasy is that we never see Final Fantasy ever again. I think anyway. I just a- angered a bunch of people by saying that. So, <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen August wait, 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 wait. I think it's actually us. in beta right now that you could play. Oh, yeah. You didn't tell us. Civ Five is that available on PC, or is it console only? I didn't write that down. Oh, I didn't do anything that. I just figure, you know what? If you're interested in these titles, you're you, you're going to want to look at. So them. we're not we're not telling anybody where nope. to yes. get them. It's probably on the X one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, since <laughs> traditionally Civ has always been a PC game, I'm going to say that it's. Well, you know that was. Well, no, because I think it was also on the Xbox. It was on Xbox. Civ Five was also available on the Xbox. It's, I don't. Wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just laughing because, of course, the PS4 was announced, and with the PS4, they announced that Diablo Three would be on the PS4, which would already—it's a game that's already been out for by the time the PS4 drops. Like two years or something. two years or something. So yeah. people. Wow, like, they really moved on port that over, didn't they? That—that's you know, keep it on top of things. So anyway, that's kind of. Yeah, what I was laughing. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah. Back to topic. Here's one that I know you're excited for. Ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me. GTA 5. GTAV. September 17th. GTAV. I have to wait till September, man. September 17th. At least he's coming. You know what? I'm not busy on the 17th of September. You might not be. No, I already know. Okay. Oh, I've cleared my calendar. Okay. 17th of September. You're going to come down with a cough and have to stay I'm home gonna... sick. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I can't come to work today. Yes. Um, is that's a Tuesday, and I, I'm I'm totally free on that Tuesday. Excellent. Well, for uh, like a good you know portion of the Tuesday. <laughs> so those are I, the games that we have for you today. So here's a, a a question I want to know from our viewers. If there's viewers. anybody still out there viewing this, listeners, let's. We really are going to need makeup. We are. Yes, makeup. I'm all, I'm all shiny on my head here. Um, I want to know is, are we still pre-ordering games? As a gamer, there was a period of time not so many years ago where I would pre-order, pre-purchase games coming up. Can anyone say Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Village King, Cataclysm? Okay. You could pre-order all the time. No, no. I But I, I don't pre-order now. Oh. Shogun 2. I pre-ordered. Shogun 2. Love the game. Love it. Pre-ordered it. Now... This is more of a do you pre-order. This is this is my question. Yeah. You listeners out there right now, do you pre-order games or, like myself, do you wait till the game actually drops? Because I am getting tired of hearing hype that is not delivered. 
So, that's my question. Post it to us. You have many we'll ways that you, can, that you can post it to us, right? Yep, we'll, yep. We'll talk about absolutely. It. You can contact us on our blog. That's rollingforloot.blogspot.com. We have a Facebook page, Rolling for Loot. And Twitter, guess what? Our Twitter address is at Rolling for Loot. And I twit now. I you twit. Yeah. What is the what is the you verb? Tweet. I tweet. I don't tweet. He tweets horribly. I do not tweet. <laughs> I I I did one time twat, but I don't tweet. Yeah, he's on Twitter. <laughs> it's painful, guys. You it, you got to go see the train wreck. I'm, I'm trying, people. I'm trying. It's an effort. Yeah. Anyway. Everybody, so let's. How about let's just conclude this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Himatep. <laughs> I'm Shakti. See, see you next time. time. Thank you.